Hello, welcome back to Retirement Clarity Radio. I am your host, Scott Newhouse. I'm so glad that you're joining me today as we embark on this new series on retirement expenses. So today's episode and the next two episodes are going to be on retirement expenses. Then I'm thinking we are going to transition into retirement income. So we're going to have a fun summer of retirement income and expenses podcast coming your way. Today's episode is going to be on something um, called the retirement smile, as well as three different phases of retirement as it relates to expenses. So let's just jump right into it. And then, oh, one more thing before we get started. So Retirement Clarity Radio, all I'm trying to do is put together a 10 to 15 minute podcast, giving you what you need um, so that you can have the retirement that you deserve. I am not trying to go uh, 60 minutes, 90 minutes into these episodes because that's way too long and frankly, way too boring. So we're just going to get to the point, make my point, get in, get out, and then we're going to move on with our day. So if you like this format and you like the style, please like and subscribe uh, to the podcast. I'd really appreciate it. Okay, so let's get into um, today's article um, about retirement smile, three phases of retirement, and um, retirement spending in general. So many people approach retirement planning as if they're going to spend the same amount every year for the rest of their life. Uh, this assumption simplifies the planning process for sure, but it's it's not practical um, in our daily life. Our, our spending habits change from time to time, partly due to um, life circumstances as well as our desires. So some external forces change, um, you know, force us to change and some internal factors force us to change. If you can look back on your own life, it's not hard to imagine times when you've spent more money than you normally do. Maybe those first few years of having children or the first few years of buying a home and then, you know, renovating it and all of that. Maybe you had higher than average spending in those years. And then you contrast that with times when you're single, you had little in terms of obligations and you likely, um, if it's the case for me, um, it might be the case for you, you likely spent more, excuse me, less in those years than you did in other years. So simply accepting that different times in our lives are going to bring about different spending patterns is helpful in our discussion today about retirement expenses and really what we can try and anticipate our expenses will be in the future. Um, Now, there are plenty of rules of thumb about what you need in retirement. And frankly, I think some of them are really helpful. And we'll talk about some of them later on in this podcast. But today, I actually don't want to talk about rules of thumb. I want to talk about cold, hard data. What do retirees actually spend in retirement? What are their retirement expenses? And this is something that a gentleman named named David Blanchett actually went into. He did a deep dive in this in an article called Exploring the Retirement Consumption Puzzle. And if you search for that, Exploring the Retirement Consumption Puzzle, I am pretty sure it'll be you know one of the first couple of search results so you can read the whole article in full if you'd like. But to, to arrive at the numbers um, that David uh, found from this study, he tracked the inflation-adjusted expenditures for retired families between 2001 in 2009 using real household survey data. So this wasn't a guess. These are actual numbers that he put together to get this information. And so I'm just going to jump to the main conclusion. Again, you can read the whole article if you'd like. But the main conclusion is that in retirement, spending 
tends to decrease a little bit before retirement and definitely after retirement at a real spending average rate of around 1% per year. So let me put that into English. In other words, that's essentially saying, let's say inflation causes the cost of goods and services that we buy to grow 3% a year. That's just a, just a guess right there. But let's say life gets 3% more expensive every year due to inflation. Blanchett's study found that retirees only grow their spending patterns by 2% a year. So while inflation's going up by 3% a year, retirees spending only goes up by 2% a year, which means that in terms of real spending, they are actually spending 1% less per year. Um, and so that's that's the main conclusion that we found um, in in David's study, which is really important for us to know because um, a lot of the assumptions that we use in you know financial planners like myself, as well as you know spreadsheet nerds, might use in their assumptions is that you know we're, our our costs are going to go up with inflation. But David's study actually founds found that retiree spending goes down um, inflate on an inflation adjusted basis one percent per year so that's really important to know so main takeaway there is maybe we're going to spend less in retirement than what we're currently anticipating we will spend so that's one big conclusion that david drew another thing um, that he found in terms of retiree spending is a new understanding of retirement spending phases, which can be summarized as the go-go years, the slow-go years, and the no-go years. And this is also actually going to tie into that retirement smile that we mentioned before. So let's talk about those three different phases of retirement. The concept's relatively straightforward. We'll start with the go-go years. These are your first few years, maybe first decade, um, maybe first 15 years of retirement. It's characterized by a really active phase of retirement um, where you're going to have a continuation of your lifestyle similar to pre-retirement, but you're going to have more time um, available to spend on those extra activities that you frankly haven't gotten uh, maybe enough time to do while you're still working. So just think of your favorite hobbies that you've maybe been putting off or that you want to pick something up. Um, traveling obviously is a really big one for um, people you know, early into their retirement. So these are our go-go years. People want to take advantage of those early years of retirement while they're still um, have plenty of energy and, and hopefully good health so that they're able to travel and they can make up for lost time on the hobbies that they may be put on the back burner before they're retired. Now, after, again, 5 to 10 to 15 years of these go-go years, um, they've knocked off, uh, retirees have knocked off a lot of things on their bucket list, and that's great. And so at at the same time, though, after they get that done, maybe their health um, declines a little bit. Nothing serious, but you know, maybe they're in their 70s and they're not as healthy as healthy as they were in their in their 60s or 50s, and also their energy levels de uh, begin to decrease a little bit. Nothing drastic, but a little bit, and so that results in some spending reductions for some of those activities I mentioned before, like traveling, hobbies, uh, maybe eating out uh, goes down a little bit. And these are referred to as the slow-go years. So at first, you get into retirement, we're in your go-go years. That's going to last, you know, depending on your health and energy and whatnot, for anywhere from 5 to, to 10 to 15 years. Then you're going to transition into your slow-go years, where nothing serious is going on um, poorly for you in terms of health or energy. But, you know, maybe you do decline a little bit. Um, and then the next stage of retirement, this is our third stage, is the no-go years. 
which represents the later years in retirement where you really do begin to see a bigger decline in terms of health and energy levels. And there's a significant slowdown of spending related, uh, excuse me, a significant slowdown of activities, especially as it relates to your spending. So your core cons consumption, you know, your spending consumption, uh, it really dwindles down to those necessary um, things to maintain your household. So, um, you know, the hobbies and the travel really goes down a lot. And then you just have those core, you know, utilities, property taxes, um, you know, groceries, etc., to maintain your household. Now, as, as I kind of alluded to this before, um, this is a realistic approach to characterize someone's discretionary spending. Um, the no-go, excuse me, the go-go to slow-go to no-go. But as I've said before, it's really hard to know when you're going to switch into those different phases. Obviously, it's going to be dependent on our health and the years that you spend in one phase may not be as long as you spend in the next phase. So maybe you spend 10 years in the go-go, five years in the slow-go, and then you know health deteriorates, and then you spend more time in the no-go years. It really is just dependent. So that is one uncertain thing that we have here. Um, but through the study of all of these different retired families uh, that David studied, um, he did see this general um, phase, that these big picture three-step phases of retirement, but it is uncertain how long you're going to stay in each phase of those retirement, um, each stage of retirement. The next thing I have on retirement spending is if you actually want to dig deeper into this than, than what we just said before, um, the Bureau of Labor Statistics, which tracks consumer spending over time, um, and you may have heard of the CPI, Consumer Price Index, um, which is, you know, helps us track what spending patterns are over time for you know, all consumers, they've actually created one uh, for folks 62 and above. And so it's actually called CPI-E. E stands for elderly. So it's CPI-E. And what they do uh, to track retiree spendings is they take their weighting for the CPI, they reduce the weighting of food and drinks because, um, you know, elderly people just don't go out to eat as much as younger folks and they also reduce transportation cost but then they substantially increased the cost of medical care which as you can imagine is one thing that's going to go up in time um, and i don't think I mentioned that before in those no-go years. So your core consumption goes down. However, one expense that does go up is your healthcare expenses. And that's actually where the retirement smile comes into place. So if you can think of a face, think of someone who's smiling, you know, on the left-hand side of that face, on the left part of that face, we're going to have the go-go years. Um, and we're going to have that 1% decline in real spending as we go on. Then we're going to have the slow-go years down right at the middle of that smile. But then when we enter into the no-go years, the smile is going to come back up and we're going to have an increase in, in expenses because of healthcare expenses. So other things like traveling, eating out, those are going to go down, but healthcare expenses uh, are going to go up so much that we're going to complete the smile. So again, thinking about retirement and retirement expenses, you can think about two things. Actually, uh, three things, three things that we got going on here. One, um, in terms of real spending, we are going to have a 1% decrease in real spending per year in retirement. Two, we're going to have three separate phases of retirement spending characterized by the go-go years, then the slow-go years, then the no-go years. And then the third thing to keep in mind is that uh, for most retirees, 
that we tracked, uh, that David tracked in these studies, they're going to experience something called a retirement smile, um, and that can kind of help you give you a visual of what retirement spending is like just by picturing a smile going from the go-go to the slow-go to the no-go years um, through that face of the smile. Okay, now, because this podcast is meant to help you have retirement clarity, we need to ask the following question of, given what what we've learned so far today, how should this impact you? How should you plan um, for these retirement spending patterns in your own retirement. The first thing that we need to keep in mind is that the typical assumption that your expenses will increase every year adjusted for inflation has not shown to be the case with actual retirees families that we studied. Again, the research shows that there's going to be an average of 1% decline in inflation adjusted spending. So if you're running projections on your own own or with the financial advisor, you your projections may be higher than what it actually will be in reality. I must admit, it's impossible to project what your expenses will actually be. The best we can do, the best your financial advisor can do, is make an educated assumption of of what we know to be the case um, throughout life, and then just adjust your plan as your life changes. And it's also okay to be conservative with your assumptions and not plan for that one decline in one percent decline in actual spending as long as you understand that it may be different than what the assumptions uh, we use the second thing uh, that i think we need to take away is that there's nothing fixed about retirement people often believe that this last phase of their life is defined by the limitations of living on a fixed income Um, the truth is that your life will actually be significantly more flexible. There's going to be years of more and there's going to be years of less. So again, if you're running uh, projections on your own, you may be assuming a simple 2 or 3% increase in your personal expenses every year, but that likely won't match up with the reality. The ebb and flow of your spending, uh, which determines how much you need to take from your retirement funds, might actually open up Uh, chances for tax planning. Uh, For instance, in a low spending year, uh, if you don't take out that much, you might be able to keep your adjusted income low so that you can take advantage of certain tax credits, deductions, and tax strategies like a Roth conversion, which we've talked about previously on this podcast and I think we are going to discuss again in the future. Further, in years that you don't have much spending, maybe that means, again, you won't need to take much from your retirement accounts. However, if the accounts that you have are subject to required minimum distributions, i.e. when the government mandates that you take out a certain percentage of your money from those accounts every year, then you actually won't have a choice in the matter. But if you engage in proper tax planning, like I mentioned before, and um, move some funds into accounts that don't have required minimum distributions, then you're going to have more options at your disposal when you're income, excuse me, when your spending needs are low and it's going to be able to just offer you more opportunities to save taxes, save money on your taxes over the course of your lifetime. Next main point and takeaway for you is that just because you're retired doesn't mean that you should not put money away. Um, Consider using the lower expense years, like the slow go years that we talked about before, maybe between the ages of 70 and 75, to start saving for those higher expense years that are inevitably going to follow towards the end of your retirement because of healthcare expenses. You should especially consider this if you don't have a long-term care insurance policy, which I've talked about in previous episodes, and you're thinking about how do I pay for these long-term care expenses without that policy. 
Um, if you can, you can put any leftover money into some kind of reserve account, maybe a separate savings account. Put that money in there at the end of the month to cover any future medical or personal care bills that won't be covered by insurance. My last point before we get out of here for today is that what really matters, and this is going to be um, the subject of future podcast episodes, but what really matters is the real spending ability of an individual. Um, retirees should concentrate on maintaining their purchasing power uh, of their income sources. Um, and in order to do that, we need to have our funds at least keeping pace and ideally growing above whatever inflation rate is. So that means keeping a healthy allocation of uh, your investments into equities, into stocks in one's portfolio, rather than locking everything into a guaranteed source of income that doesn't um, adjust for inflation, like some types of annuities, or that may actually fall below what inflation rates will be, like a bonds um, or a treasury bills or whatnot. Um, and again, retirement income and keeping in, in, in pace with inflation, that's going to be covered in future podcast episodes. So again, like and subscribe, stay tuned and keep coming back. So I know we've covered a lot for today. We talked about what the retirement smile is, what it means. Um, we talked about spending patterns in retirement and how they are 1% less um, in terms of real spending um, per year uh, than normal. And we've also talked about actionable things that you can do with all of what we've learned in mind. So if you want to learn more about your retirement, go to retirementworksheets.com and you can actually get all of the resources that I've created on retirement. A lot of one page and in short workbooks that you can go through so that you can have the best retirement possible. Again, thank you so much for listening and we will see you next time. Bye. Thanks again for listening. As a reminder, you should consult with a financial advisor familiar with the specific circumstances of your unique financial situation before making any financial decisions. Nothing in this podcast is a solicitation for the sale or purchase of any securities. Any mentions of rate of return are hypothetical in nature and not a guarantee of future returns. Scott Newhouse, CFP, is an investment advisor representative of Forthright Finances, a California and Nevada registered investment advisor.